0: What is more scary to you? The practical slasher real life horrors or the supernaturals? Foster, go.
1: Oh, man. It uh, depends on the supernatural. If it's like possession, that sort of thing, that's the scariest stuff to me. The one no, where there's no. like just a... Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> no <you're done. laughs> finish, for me. Finish. Okay. Finish. Like the one where there's like just 5% of you in the back of your head that's like, okay, I don't think it's real, but could it be real? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's the scariest stuff.
2: Rowan, go. All right, well, now that Foster's done stepping on my toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Probably the practical slasher stuff, just because that's what makes me, like, question if there's something with me in the room when I turn off the light. However, there is one that I'm going to talk about on the episode today that caused me to not sleep for almost an entire night, and that was more supernatural than anything
0: else. All right, and our guest, May, go. Uh,
3: Practical, because it's just something about a guy with a knife.
0: Yeah, I uh, I'm supernatural because and especially when it comes to practical stuff like a Chucky, although that's has supernatural elements is still a person trying to kill me. My idea is just run, or shoot the thing, or punt the little doll away. But the supernatural stuff can't be avoided, so that scares the crap out of me. Hi, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Franchise Parody, so, yay! Yay! Uh, this is a podcast for lovers of film franchises. Uh, while we all wish more original content was being made, we cannot control major Hollywood studios any more than we can control the weather. So... Here we are instead, dissecting these grand and influential cinematic series and franchises to find out how we can please our studio franchise overlords, and at least trying to find refuge in things that are still fun that they dish out to us. <laughs> My name is Heath Lynch, and I am here with the amazing Hoster Harlfing- Foster Harlfinger. I just messed effort. up the
1: first two letters of your names. <laughs> uh hello my name is apparently hoster <laughs> as i've just learned
0: and we also have with us rowan wood Rowan
2: well, Wood, as my friends like to call me
0: <laughs> and here we are for our first season of franchise So we are discussing horror films this season and we're going to start it off with a bang with our big debut episode for the season we're going to talk about the best killers the best killers the antagonist However you want to phrase it in your head, the people that go bump in the night and murderize you with us. We have a very special guest this evening, bringing to our uh, podcast for the very first time, obviously, because it's our very first full length episode. We have (laughs) May Honey. (laughs)
3: Hello. Or, hey, money, as I like to call myself. Yeah. Let's just not (laughs)
0: add up on that and make you feel really bad for being an idiot. All all. right. Yes, that's right. We have May here with us today. Um, May, we know from uh, working with some of us at a little website called Sift Pop, where uh, we do reviews and movies and all kinds of stuff. Uh, May, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your history with horror and uh, this topic in particular, what intrigues you about the best killers in horror?
3: Hi, uh, yeah, just uh, just one of your regular old film lovers that you can meet off the block. And um, horror has been just the franchise over time that I've come to champion over most other things. I think it's probably one of the most diverse genres and has moved me the most. So yeah, I often find myself watching cheesy horror films over Oscar winning best picture kind of things, which I shouldn't, but I do
0: that's okay because we all need to have a little fun and if I watched depressing Oscar bait stuff all the time I would hate myself and I say that as someone who absolutely loves Oscar Yeah, I was going
1: to say, what you do?
0: (laughs) I'm not going to lie as much as I love uh, award season and I love seeing all the serious intense dramas, by the time it comes around to January and I can watch a movie called Megan about a stupid little doll that wants to run around and murderize people (laughs) uh, I'm happy. Just to be like, yeah let's just add some ridiculousness Uh, I, I need to not hate myself because all these movies sometimes depress me. Um, So uh, we are uh, thankful again, May for you joining us. Uh, thanks for being here and we're glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Love
1: it. Cool. And I think that's probably a, a good time for us to plug anything, any places people can find us for me. Letterboxd is the place to be F O S T H one zero one. I also have a Twitter, which is private, but if you friend me on there I'll, or follow me on there, I'll follow you back on X um and i will maybe (laughs) pass it over to heath now to say uh, where people can find you
0: you can find me primarily at letterboxd as well at the one heath bar or search heath lynch either one of them should find me yeah and that's about all i am at because i hate social media so find my movie takes there and nowhere else um (laughs)
4: <laughs> i am on off-
2: <laughs> i'm on instagram and Letterboxed at row a boat that's rowan.a.boat or you can x me over at bit- <laughs> at bits of joel uh spelled phonetically i also have several other podcasts if you're interested uh the one that i'll shout out today is called runtime babe i do it with my partner davis and uh we've been having some great episodes lately so you should definitely check that out
3: it's a great podcast you should listen to it <laughs>
2: And, and what's
0: what's the runtime of it 2017?
2: Uh the runtime of it 2017. Oh, god damn it. It's it's Five, like 138 four, minutes 30, or
0: something. 30 137 135. Whoa! Oh, Whoa! Okay, cool. Cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I I'm slaying. Right. I'm
3: winning. Dang
1: I'm it. winning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Um did you, did you
1: say where people can find you, May? Oh yeah, just, in May. Our, just our lovely. Letterbox. Guest.
0: Just
3: letterbox mail in. Why my movie takes there nowhere else?
1: <laughs> See,
0: May gets it. Why? Yeah. Why do we laugh at me? May said the same thing.
3: <laughs> I'm with you, man.
2: All right. So today we are here to talk about best horror movie killer or antagonist. Uh, but before we get into the nitty gritty of everything, the minutia of the topic, as some might say, uh, let's set <laughs> let's set some guidelines. Uh, some parameters as to what best killer or antagonist actually means I got right. through that first take one try
0: yeah don't let anyone no, tell me otherwise there's no Nailed editing it. that's happening behind the scenes whatsoever um, so uh, best killer I, I think this one's actually fairly straightforward the the person and or entity that kills people in the movie are we all fairly clear on that or do we have any other thoughts addendums things to mention
1: I suppose they don't have to kill as long as they're like the main antagonist of the movie. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. I'd be fine with that as well. Just like the main threat uh, antagonist, the the villain, however you want to phrase it. The baddie. Yeah.
1: That's how I would phrase it. Not to step on your toes too. After stepping on Rowan's toes, <laughs> <laughs> the hobby of mine, clearly.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. I think uh, that makes sense. And we're all kind of on the same page. Mm-hmm. So with that said, Let's do the free-for-all. Let's kick it off where we just discuss. Let's start throwing out ideas, thoughts. What are things that we think qualify as the best killer, villain, antagonist, entity, bad person in horror franchises? Uh, For me, I
3: I didn't do any monsters or like unfeeling monsters like the alien or the thing or something like that. Because I just felt more interesting to me. If you guys have it, that's great. I'll totally like, that's great. But Mm -hmm. it's just more fun to me Mm -hmm. to not do that. But I just want to mention Chucky, Chucky the Killer Doll. Um, he's mm-hmm. probably one of the scariest of some of the most iconic horror franchises out there. And one thing that I think makes Chucky so special is that over his series, he has an arc. He is a character that goes through many different eras and things about him from genuinely scary killer doll like haunting your child to zany slapstick like like struggling father trying to adopt a child. And, <laughs> and it's just absolutely insane especially once you get into like the tv show and all kinds of things like that Mm -hmm. he's just he's probably like also just the killer doll killer dolls are something you're like in cinema you know about the killer doll thing and like he is the killer doll there is no competition with him
1: yeah yeah oh i love chucky he's like right right near the top of my list too he's 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 just a blast i mean he's like one of the most fun fun antagonists too i think there is like he's not necessarily all that scary maybe a bit in the first movie but like I mean,
3: it's one of the most fun to watch. Yeah, what a guy, and honestly. what a
0: <laughs> voice performance from Brad. I Durif, was going, honestly. To say, yeah. Like, yeah, it,
3: we have to mention
0: him. I I think he's iconic. In fact, I I have this weird article called "The Oscars: What If." Um, I I have this article that I write sometimes where I talk about Oscars that should have been from past years, and I once did. Uh, when well, when was the first child's play? 80, 88. 88. and yeah. I think I gave best voiceover performance. To Brad Dorif, even over, I'm pretty sure like uh, there was a Disney movie that that year and a Miyazaki, and I was like, nah, screw all you guys. Brad Dorf, he, he gets this.
3: <laughs> well, he deserves it. I mean, he's he's yeah. so emotive. He's so like yeah. he gives so much character to that otherwise plastic thing that you see on screen. Like it's obviously great effects, and you see like his face move and all that. But Brad Dorif is that character. Yeah, he is insanely good in that. Yeah.
0: All right. Any other suggestions, nominees? Um,
2: I want to. I don't know if anyone else is going to have this on their list, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to get this out of the way. Uh, and that is collectively uh, the undead killers of Shady Side from the Fear Street um trilogy. I know this okay. is very this is a very new series, and I know that like these these guys haven't really cemented their place in the horror pantheon. I would not say just yet. Um, But these this is the most interesting part of the trilogy to me. These are the like these are the characters that I want to know more about Um, so much so that I think Netflix should make a um, like an anthology miniseries with each episode exploring the origin of each one of these killers, because we get backstory like deep backstory on one, maybe two of them. I think that there is so much uh, lore to be mined here and who, who knows in this case, maybe the unknown is better than like actually seeing a full detail backstory. And maybe that even makes them scarier and more interesting, but I just mm-hmm. love the ideas of all of these characters and the little nuggets of information that we do um, get about them. And, and they're just, they're also cool. I love the designs of them as
0: well. Yeah. I really like that. Uh, the second one, the summer camp one mm-hmm. that took place in the eighties, uh, the 80s, uh that one was just oh that was yeah. so fun. So good. Uh, I'm I'm gonna name a. Let's do some of the big ones and obvious ones. Let's do a, a little guy named Michael Myers. Um, <laughs> Who? So uh, I heard that guy killed his sister. <laughs> so obviously Michael Star Myers, of Shrek? the Halloween franchise, just <laughs> one of the most iconic, well known horror slashers of of all time. And I don't think we can even have this conversation without talking about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he's the he's the killer, right? Like the only yeah. other one's Jason, probably. Like you think of a hockey mask when you think of like slasher killers, but like yeah. in terms of like the actual history of slasher films, it's Michael. He's the yeah. he's yeah. The, the killer. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think the podium is Michael Myers, uh Jason, and Freddy Krueger. I feel like are yeah. the the, the three, three yeah. basically. Yeah, totally. For me, like of those three, my personal favorite is Michael Myers, and he is actually my number one on my list, uh, which kind of surprised me as I was ranking this. Uh, Like there's a lot of others I like, but I just think he's so iconic. And I actually do find him scary, which is crazy because of how many movies there are in that franchise. But just the Mm -hmm. idea like like that first Halloween movie, part of what I like so much is it just looks like your average street. Um, I mean, it's like maybe a little nicer than, than my street where I lived growing up, but like, I, I had, have memories of just walking down my street and thinking like, this looks really similar to like, when Michael (laughs) would just pop out behind the bushes and it's like, the shape is behind the the bush
0: bush. run. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It just like gets inside your head and the, like the, the mask is fantastic most of the time. And, uh, the slow pacing is just like, it's iconic and Mm -hmm. I love it. Sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do another big one because uh, we already let, let's just do that little Mount Rushmore uh, <laughs> or that top three from the eighties. Uh, uh, so, Mount Rushmore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, so Jason, uh, Jason Voorhees, uh, the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Let's talk Jason for a second. He's Jason, my personal
3: favorite of the big three. Oh, go yeah. ahead. Sorry, I'm about.
0: Well, yeah, yeah I, I was going to say <laughs>
2: somewhat of a similar thing. He's not my favorite, but I love how inconsistent everything about jason is <laughs> and...
0: <laughs> what a way to phrase it that's
2: I so know. true <laughs> it's so it's just so funny because there are like you know there's the tommy jarvis trilogy which is its own little self-contained um like series of episodes within the friday franchise but apart from that the rules with jason change every movie uh, and he, like it seems like his backstory is never quite the same way it is described as in as in his other appearances, and I just love how the rules of like how do you kill him, how do you get rid of him, like you know what hurts him, none of those. Like, none of that carries over from movie to movie. Never consistent. maybe from the first two when they were trying to make him, like, a, or, or three, I guess, when they were he trying was mortal-ish. to pass him off as, like, a yeah. mortal human-ish character. I like it so much more. I like him as a character so much more when they say, screw it, we're going to make him a zombie. Nothing can kill him. Like By it, means it,
3: of Frankenstein, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Nothing makes Lightning strikes. Anymore. I love it so much. <laughs> like, he is what makes this franchise, honestly. Like yeah. Jason is the series.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's um, the one? Is it is it Jason lives number six where his spine is literally sticking out of his back? Seven. That's seven. That's seven. That's seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That look is so cool. It's the
1: yeah. that's the best look, I think. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. gonna bring that up if you hadn't. Yeah. yeah.
3: Not Jason goes to hell. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um that I want to <laughs> talk about Jason a little bit because uh yeah, to what you mentioned, you are absolutely right. He, he is completely fluid as, like, just a character. That's what I think works about him almost in tandem with Michael is that he's almost like this mythical figure that you'd hear in a campfire story, right? He's Jason Voorhees, this kid that died here, and you might maybe hear a different version of the story from whoever's telling it, you know? And so almost that combined with maybe that of the big three that we mentioned, he's the only one that's given sympathy in any fashion. He's, like, he was bullied as a kid, and he... Drowned in the lake, and then he saw his mom get decapitated, and now, and now he's like this almost avenging revenant against all the kids, all the sexed up kids of Crystal Lake, and um, I think that's honestly what draws me to him so much is that there is like a, a hint of tragedy to him, and that I feel like if explored way more, he'd probably shoot up to the number one in this list for me. Mm-hmm. I've even just written like fan scripts and films about him because I just love Jason as like a character so much. Nice. So
0: nice yeah. uh then we're gonna get to the other part of the trilogy of the 80s so that means let's talk freddy krueger and the nightmare on elm street batty himself uh of the three this is my favorite Same. Uh, i i as much as i love michael and i love jason they are in theory big quotes they're in theory human mortal there's a, or at least they're presented they're physically as such bound yeah they're yeah. physically bound by some now that that changes as the films roll on but from its inception freddie is something else entirely um this you know i always love the story of how west craven came up with him he just read an article somewhere about i believe it was like indonesia or something where he saw that there are people that were dying in their sleep because they were having and, and that a group of people were trying not to sleep because they thought they would die and then they did die and that's where he came up with the inspiration for this character and right from the jump from the opening of that first movie i, I mean is just horrifying on a different level it's one of the few characters as well that, you know i talked about at the beginning you know slasher versus supernatural where he plays in both worlds he is a slasher killer with one of the sickest most unique weapons in slasherdom the mm-hmm. the blade hand um <laughs> uh, but he's also a supernatural horror that is inescapable. You can't avoid him. He will get you eventually because you can't not sleep. It's impossible. And I I think Freddie is just awesome. Also, side mm-hmm. note, uh, Rowan, you mentioned the the trilogy within the series uh for Fred uh for Friday. I, I also love that that Nancy Thompson has that kind of trilogy, mm-hmm. although not three movies back to back to back, but still there's a, a trilogy of her arc in right. the nightmare series that I, I love as well and i wish more series had that i was like oh here's a story of a character over multiple movies within a larger story i think that's cool but yeah anyone else want to talk freddie
3: separated by death that trilogy yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. he's just he's the most perfect movie killer in a way because he's the one you cannot escape he's yeah. like no matter what he's probably the most inescapable antagonist of any movie ever that i can think of like just like it follows even but like even it follows you can like fly to asia or something you have to walk through like (laughs) he has to walk through like the atlantic you know but like (laughs) if like you if you fly to asia he's you're sleeping he's there he's right there you know Mm -hmm. so like i think that's what is so striking about him and he's so fully formed when you first see him he's got the hat he's got the sweater he's got the glove he's got the burns he's got all of it he's just like all start with ideas, and he doesn't. He's a fully formed
0: thing. And although they don't really ever try to make him like a character that's redeemable or like sympathetic, kind of like with Jason slightly, I would say that they give him more backstory than any other character. Like every movie adds a lot of like, oh, so this is why he's this way, and this is what happened with his mom, and this is why he is where he is. And uh, you know, a lot of people hate the the remake because of uh, how it makes him a child molester. But even still, like that was. Unless you're just not implied, paying attention. That you know? was pretty apparent in the original yeah. movies. That's oh, what yeah. he was. So yeah. I guess people just hate that they outright stated it. But I mean, like, Fr- Freddie versus we... Jason, I feel was pretty explicit in that. Sense. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, yeah. so, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of actual character development with him as a character throughout the movies, which is also even unique because most of these guys are just like, oh yeah, we're just here again to kill people when Freddie's story is usually deeper than that, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Any yeah. others that we want to talk about?
1: Uh, just one thing. You might have already said this, and I might have just tuned out for a second. But I think Freddie is really, really helped by the fact that it's one actor consistently throughout the franchise. Yes. Did you More say oriented. that already? I did More not, oriented. but yeah. Talk okay. about. him. Agreed. Yeah, and also the fact that you can see his face the whole time, so he can emote. You know, like compared to the masks with with Michael and and uh, Jason. Also, bold of you to say that uh michael is just a human when clearly he is <laughs> definitively <laughs> possessed by the cult uh, of thorn the as cult we of all thorn come to accept that, that great line. lore from uh, the curse of michael Myers. the best halloween movie <laughs> um <laughs> uh,
3: it's me dying on the other end here
1: yeah um Anyways, I mean, we're, mo- we're moving on from these three, right? I can pick a yeah. new person, maybe. All right, yeah. I'm going to throw out Hannibal Lecter, a very different kind yep. of horror nice. villain. Um, but I think he's fantastic, and he has had a few different actors, but uh, uh Anthony Hopkins. And yeah, Mads we know Michelson. the definitive
0: one. Yeah.
1: Well, I was going to also throw in Mads Mickelson for the TV show. I know this is more a movie podcast, but like... Man, Mads Mickelson is... We do not talk free. that TV
0: blasphemy here. This is film only, sir. Well, I mean, it's a franchise. Bad, so. It's part of the franchise. The, yeah, the is, yeah, Brian yeah.
3: Cox. Get the Brian Cox <laughs> love in here.
0: Oh, Brian Cox. Yeah, yeah, in Manhunter, yeah. yeah. He was not <laughs> yeah. bad, honestly. He's yeah, just he's completely fair, overshadowed. But he, yeah, he's he was good in Manhunter.
1: Yeah, but obviously none of them come close to Gaspar whatever from Dude. Hannibal Rising. Clearly the definitive, <laughs> the definitive telling the best, of that the character. The
0: best one. The best one. Yes. Hannibal the running boss. around post-World War II Europe, slicing up people with a katana is not something I had on my bingo card when I started watching that series. Like, samurai Hannibal. That's the only
3: one I haven't seen. Is that what happens in
0: that? I'm not making that up. That is legit. He he is okay, that's he, the old, he's well, chasing okay. down old Nazis <laughs> at the end of World War II oh, and man. slicing people up with a katana because apparently, what was is his sister-in-law or someone was a, a, a Japanese woman that came over during the war and I don't even remember their It was weird. It's, it doesn't feel like a hannibal done. movie
2: at all <laughs> that's insane
3: I, i'm renting it on amazon if it's not streaming anywhere
0: i must find this <laughs> good luck <laughs> uh, no it's free you can find it on free on a lot of different things so okay. you you TV don't even you know, waste money on <laughs> it please don't spend your money <laughs> oh it bad it's oh, not yes. great it is the it's... worst hannibal movie
2: great i'm gonna yeah, make I'm that so definitive excited. statement
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to nominate another one here, and uh, this is one that I have a personal affinity towards, and that's Sadako or Samara, depending on if you're mm. talking Japanese yes. or English. We're talking the yes. race. I love this character. <laughs> Talk about a tragic backstory. This is right up there, and it makes mm. you really question yourself as you're watching these because you're like, I want to sympathize with this girl because what she went through is objectively horrible but holy crap she is a horrifying presence. When I talked earlier about supernatural that feels inescapable and that's why I would prefer to go against a, a practical killer. This is one of the ones I'm talking about where it's like if you watch that tape it's just gg's, it's game over. Now, unfortunately <laughs> the movies family. the movies have lost their luster a little bit <laughs> in a digital non-VHS world, but still like the the inherent message and the story, uh everything that the character goes through and just how terrifying she is as a presence seeing her crawl out of that tv screen in the american remake i thought was visually handled perfectly and i i i i, I just had to shout her out anyone anyone else want to talk the ring in sadako slash samara
3: shout out to the japanese version yes. i really i really love the tv scene in that one as well where you don't ever even get to see her face it's just yeah. the like creepy eye the eye yeah yeah that yeah that's one of my um favorites in that as well I, of course it's hard to compare to the American one as well, but just shout out to that one. Love that one as well.
1: I got Rowan, why don't you go? I haven't I like seen oh. The
2: Ring, uh, oh, so oh, I cannot no. comment on on Samara itself. Foster, do you have any, before we move on, do you have any thoughts on...
1: No, I've, I've only seen the American remake, and oh, it was like five years ago that I watched it. But, cool. I mean, obviously I remember that character, which yeah. should say something, I suppose, but I don't have much else to add. Yeah. Although the I only do thing... know one... Oh, sorry, go the, ahead, Heath.
0: The only thing I would add in this is just because I'm a personal fan of his, uh, is Hiroyuki Sonata, who is probably Ooh, most yeah. well-known oh from yeah. Avengers Endgame, unfortunately. Uh, oh. uh, I was going to say John no. from Or, or, yes, or yes. I was going to say probably The Last Samurai. Bullet Train. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was also in Bullet <laughs> Train. But he's done a few American things here and there. He was Scorpion in the recent Mortal Kombat movie. Um, but he's a tremendous actor and he's one of the leads in the Japanese version. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was baby like much younger like in the 90s and (laughs) uh it and it he it's great it's just so if you ever it's called ringu the japanese version uh but if you ever can find it oh worth seeing
3: i'm pretty sure it's still on shutter if anyone has that
0: it's streaming for free on tubi right now too oh okay gotcha yeah um any other nominations
2: um I uh would like to talk about my man Jigsaw, uh John Kramer yeah. himself. Uh the Saw franchise is gonna pop up a lot uh on my lists, even though I'm not a huge fan of most of the specific movies within the franchise. I love the interconnectivity and the soap opera of it all. Yeah, and I absolutely soap opera is
0: such a great phrase for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and I adore the character of John Kramer. I think his specifically like everything... Kramer,
0: right? We're talking about not one of the apprentices. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. specifically
2: okay. John Kramer. I think the apprentices have like their their characters, they're like they're never as fully developed as John Kramer is and their motivations end up being kind of murky and nonsensical, but his motivation, everything about him makes complete sense. His part in the story like is never anything less than just super clear and I love Tobin Bell's performance. I think he is just absolutely perfectly cast uh that's that's going to be a theme in a lot of my picks here um and I like, even though there is a point to where it starts to stretch a little bit, I think his motivation in in making all of the traps and his reasoning behind it, I think, makes sense to a point. Uh, in 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 when it comes to the mind of someone who has gone through s- as much as John Kramer. Rowan has. endorses murder. <laughs> you were <heard laughs> here first. Um, but yeah, uh, John, I, I just love the character of, of of John Kramer. So he is
0: near the top of my list.
3: He's not technically a murderer. He just makes them kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are we all in agreement? Quick, quick aside. Amanda's the best
1: apprentice, right? Everyone. Yes. Yeah. Agrees? Yeah.
3: There's there's yeah. no way it's anybody
1: else. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, dot, dot face. Okay. Here's what? the thing. I don't really love either of those two apprentices. What's the guy's name? That's how uh, much I don't.
0: Hoffman? Uh, Hoffman. Hoffman. Detective Hoffman.
1: I slightly prefer him
0: sorry no. I, like, I didn't to i didn't amanda? know that was a
1: hot take i only watched through these movies for the first time like this past he's, month
3: he's the most like substantial successor to him because amanda does not yeah, like do the do the traps well, well enough. the guy I mean, in jigsaw is just yeah. nothing. And amanda then, doesn't
2: found- amanda doesn't even outlive him so i was gonna say i think
0: the yeah. greatest failing of this franchise is that they killed way too many important lead characters way too soon agreed and i think it was a mistake to have John Kramer and Amanda and all these people die by the third movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, they probably didn't realize they could get to 10 movies. So I, (laughs) to one extent, I understand it, but in hindsight, man, that just feels like a dumb decision.
3: But, but it gives us the advantage of now they're forced to be these melodramatic
0: soap operas. So I mean, (laughs) win win, I, yeah, it's a win-win and Hey, they keep on
2: bringing John Kramer back one way or another. So we do get more Tobin bell. Well,
0: doesn't, doesn't, X take place between one and two it's one yes. and two yeah yes. baby yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: John yes. <laughs> is this the first time he's really going to be like the main character of a saw movie because every other time we're following <laughs> another character yep. um l- l- like like we're seeing the movie through 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 their eyes so i am super excited for Saw. Yeah. 10. the
3: the closest i think it could come is two and three because like yeah. it functions Definitely. around yep. him but yeah yeah,
1: yeah. I'll, I'll also say none of the apprentices even come close to the to the fits that this man pulls off i mean who else can (laughs) pull off an unzipped hoodie and a backwards cap
3: and a pig mask and all that yeah
1: i mean my man doesn't look a day over 75
0: (laughs) (laughs) hello fellow kids (laughs) um i'm gonna throw out another one here uh you actually uh may said you weren't going to throw it out earlier, but I'm going to, and that's the Xenomorph from Alien. I i am not going to throw out any other, like, creature or monster picks. I don't think any of them would be worthy of the conversation of a top 10. Um, but to me... Uh, Acknowledge yeah. Tremors. <laughs> uh, to to me, the Xenomorph, I, I think from the creature design, uh, especially because it starts as a face hugger, then it evolves to a chestburster, then it gets bigger. It has a mouth on its tongue within its mouth. Like, it's such a unique... In creative creature design from all of its different threats, how it evolves, how it can kill you in so many different ways. The queen and it's just what? The queen too. Oh, and the queen is awesome. Yes, mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. And so it's like to me hybridized xenomorph-
3: with different versions of them, like pred- predator aliens and dog aliens and all that. Yes, yes, <laughs>
0: yes. Uh so for me, the xenomorph uh it has to be in contention. 100 percent Absolutely.
1: Me too. Agreed. Yep. I'm I mean, gonna throw out uh, Candyman. I think yeah, is one of yeah, my Yeah, baby. yeah, baby.
3: You want to go Call. one after the other to say it five times in a row?
1: You guys ready? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, my darkened phone screen should work. Well I, enough I, as a I bear. said
0: no supernatural. <laughs> Let's no <laughs> <laughs>
1: breaking the rules. Go. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> Tony. Okay, Tony Todd is so good as Candyman. Perfect His voice. Perfect talk casting. about casting voice, yeah. Oh. Oh my gosh, the way they have it just fill the space of whatever room he's in. That parking lot scene of the first one is an all-timer for me. Ellen. And uh the look is iconic <laughs> to me too. Just the like slanted shoulders because like one arm is drooped a little bit lower because of the hook, the, in hook his hand. the weight of the hook, yeah. And the coat. I mean That coat it, is awesome. It's so, so good. good. I want he's one. So good. <laughs> I do too. You, you want one. I have one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, is just it also filled enough. with yeah. bees? Uh,
0: you have a hook I maybe. say that's a big part of what makes him you, you mentioned the bees what makes him so fun is the bees there, there's a menace to him <laughs> that's like horrifying because yeah he's there to kill you but like the way at which he can come at you he can just be a, a physical force he has the hook he has the bees that he can somehow like force manage to s- sick on you and attack someone uh and just the whole backstory of his character again talk about another tragic one of The dude just loved someone in an era where it wasn't okay for a black man to be with a white woman, which just awful. And his backstory, getting his hand cut off, getting lathered up in honey, stung to death by bees, the hook, like all of it, it's just it's brutal. But how that's interwoven into all the racist allegories throughout the film and its meaning and cultural significance, but also his physical manifestation and presentation as a character itself and how he interacts with other characters, just like everything about that character is awesome to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Building on what you're saying, I think this character maybe more than anybody else will talk about today is like the deepest and most meaningful. Like he, he acts as a representation or manifestation of racial trauma, essentially. And when you view the movie through that lens, it works just as well and, and improves the movie quite a bit, even though it works perfectly fine as like a great slasher on its own. Um, yeah, this is, he's really high up on the list for me. So I'm going to push hard for him when we, when nice. we get to ranking. Yeah. Love it. There's a,
3: there's a romance to him too, that like, yeah. is hard to ignore. Like that whole story of him just wanting to love the like, reincarnated version of his previous love in Helen is just, it's so tragic. Clive Barker loves to bring those like, pain with combined with those that beauty into his even, stories
0: even talking about his voice performance it's it's there's a pain in that because he never raises his voice he never yells yeah. he never tries to like scare anyone he just talks an almost a very soft-spoken sad tone where he just he he almost pities his victims yeah. just like he wants his victims to understand and pity him it's it's really deep and complex.
3: He just says, "Be my victim." That's all he says.
0: Be, Be. my victim. My yeah, victim. Yeah, yeah. Not, yes, good. not the
3: bees. Not the not bees. The, ah, <laughs> ah,
0: All right. Anybody else have any picks? Um, I want to throw I... one out real quick. Yeah. Yep. No, go mate, you go yeah.
3: First. Um, have to mention this for me because this is my number one personally. Uh, Ghostface. Yeah, Ghostface is uh, yeah. up there for me too. Um, I think to me, what makes him my number one, and also because he's not just one dude he's so many people throughout it and so many way, dudes <laughs> so many dudes and many many ladies as well yeah. and so what makes him so like impactful to me is that he is to for him to work at all he has to be close to the story he has mm-hmm. to be close to the characters he has to hit a scar that they have like especially with the start with billy and Stu, spoilers for one <laughs> um <laughs> to like they like bringing up past trauma in the second one to feeling like you're not in control of your life with the sexual abuse stuff in the third one and then him creating a lot of the motivation for the first films. All these are like so thematically linked and tight with each other in a way that is also just so grounded into a guy with a knife with a shitty Halloween costume because that's it. Like <laughs> they just got a shitty Halloween yeah. costume and then just have you be the killer in this way. And it, it works as both like grounded, metatextual and thematic and just all those layers in which he exists and is also consistent is just beautiful to me. I love mm-hmm. Ghostface.
0: You gotta love any movie that lets uh internet form nerds embody themselves as a as a killer. And yeah, uh, yeah. Scream Five.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. How can <laughs> fandom be toxic? Because we love something.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: And Roger L. Jackson as the voice performance. Gotta oh my god. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Another yeah. another yeah. instance
2: of That's pretty good... perfect casting.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He's so good.
0: What else we got? Um,
2: I would be remiss if I didn't mention Pennywise. uh, The the literal embodiment of fear itself. Uh, And that's that's what's scary about him. He can be anything. anything. Literally anything that scares you. Even anything that doesn't scare you. He can be anything... And that's why he works so well. You know, Stephen King has always been great at, at, at like allegorical stories and allegorical villains. And Pennywise is definitely like pretty high up there in terms of what it represents versus um, how it comes across, especially in the twenty seventeen and twenty nineteen Warner Bros. Uh, Warner Bros. Yeah, Warner, Warner Bros. Uh, movies. Warner bruvs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um bill skarsgård uh is i think no one else could have played pennywise the way bill skarsgård does um he's he's perfect i know i've thrown that word around a lot this episode but especially when it comes to bill skarsgård pennywise is my number one uh just because he is so scary on such a basic fundamental level um and you know as i said before he met he he embodies fear itself and that is the worst thing and the most thing that I think a horror movie killer can do on just a very basic level.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna echo that. Pennywise is also my number one. So, boy is gonna place very highly. <laughs> and and what's really crazy is, I I think in terms of definitive horror version, uh, the Bill Skarsgård one is the one that is just holy crap scary. But shout out to Tim Curry as well for also, in a, in a time before. <laughs> movies like that were given serious credibility like he adds genuine charm and charisma to make it frightening um Mm. in a movie that surrounding him is not frightening whatsoever uh but he he (laughs) does everything that he can to make it terrifying and he does a great job but yeah i i absolutely love pennywise the dancing clown and i think his character his representation his visualization particularly in the 2017 film is just next level Awesomeness. Yeah.
3: What works about him is what works about Michael Myers in a way. Like he's like the embodiment of like of like all fear and death and all that. And so like just being able to become that is just like almost like he is whatever shape he wants to be. And I think that's what's so effective about it. I I, I love Pennywise as well. He's great. I think yeah. he. I think for me, he didn't make like that high for me because I think he's easy to be made over the top. Like once he turns into a big old spider, even in the original. <laughs> I'm like, ah, yeah, that's <laughs> but like, fair, <laughs> but like the Pennywise, the clown, absolutely highest marks. Like the best mm-hmm. scenes of those movies are like the Georgie scene, the first one, or in it, chapter two, when he's talking to the girl on the bleachers, like when mm-hmm. those actors are just allowed to perform as, as Pennywise is is top marks and incredibly
0: good. Uh, I got another one here that I want to discuss and, um, uh, that's a, a little entity called death in the final destination movies um oh
3: i was about to say you're cheating
0: (laughs) i am not cheating uh i'm talking about death from final destination uh who is not a physical embodiment it is a supernatural entity that is you know we talked about the inescapability of someone like freddy krueger well there's nothing more inescapable than death and uh (laughs) the rube goldbergian way that he gets to absolutely wreck everything (laughs) is just entertaining as all hell um and the 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 what makes it so fun is not just like the craziness of the kills but the fear that's instilled in the characters throughout the movies of just like we can't avoid this we don't know what to do there's no way out even if they have like a tony todd janitorial companion to try (laughs) to teach them the way uh it doesn't matter like they you can't learn anything to escape this even when they try to circumvent the rules it, it still comes for them regardless it it the inescapability of death is just makes it so fun. So I, I'm going to throw that one in the ring. In my honorable mentions.
2: Uh,
3: the Paranoia uh, and Desperation really sell that one. Good
1: pick. I, I have one that I'm going to throw out, which is Norman Bates from the Psycho movies. Yeah. I So the first one is like a very special horror movie for me. I watched it. Um, not super young, but like just young enough to be like really, really scared by it and to not have the twist spoiled for me. Uh, And I think the sequels are also pretty underrated Two, I think is genuinely really good. And then three and four like, can't be fun. Um, and I also just to kind of close off the last one I hadn't seen watched the remake this past week, which is <laughs> not very great. But is very fascinating to watch, just because it is almost shot for shot the original experiment
3: movie. Experimental, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. And
1: <laughs> I don't think I don't think Vince Vaughn is particularly good in this movie at all. I think he kind of <laughs> misunderstands the character in a big bad way. Um, but what it did is it really made me appreciate what the original character was supposed to be, which is. Kind of like your boy next door, like very friendly and genuinely kind of endearing when you first meet him, which is what makes him so scary when you realize, oh, this is our villain, because mm-hmm. you are kind of charmed by him at the beginning. And like in the original movie, when Janet Lee sits down with him, and that's when you get the iconic like boy's best friend is his mother line. Uh, you understand why Janet Lee would sit down with him because she's like she feels bad for him. She's like this guy's like kind of lonely. Clearly, probably doesn't have any friends and doesn't see anybody out here. But in the Vince Vaughn one, he's like weird from minute one, so you don't get it at all. <laughs> yeah, but like no. what the character is supposed to be in the boy-ish. original is perfect. Yeah, it's just like he's like hunching over like. Like he reminds me of like Vincent D'Onofrio in men in black. Like he's wearing someone else's skin. <laughs> like he looks like an ogre. Wearing That's a good comparison, like, <laughs> like a rubber suit or something. It's so weird.
0: I, I wanted to shout out Foster kind of in line with what you said earlier about Freddy Krueger is uh, Anthony Perkins plays this character in the entire run of the franchise up until the remake. Um, just like uh, David England did for the entire run of Freddy up until the remake. Um, And I think these movies are very helped out by that. And that character is very helped out by that, by having that same person, we get to see their face, we get to see their emotion, we get to see their journey, especially when like in the second one, you're like, oh, is it, is it really him again? But he's, he's, it's, he's showing us that it's not him and that it's someone else trying to mess with him, but you don't necessarily know if you can believe him because we already saw what he did in the first one. And just like all this depth that is brought forth by Perkins in really brilliant performances, in my opinion.
1: Has has anybody seen the third movie? Um, you
0: know, like you said, I never expected when I was going into these, I have not yet. But but like even when I got to the second one, I instantly thought they were going to start to be schlocky bad. But the second one's legitimately great, and I didn't see that coming. And uh, you you know, I'll never get over uh the first one. His line reading of "We all go a little mad sometimes," and just like that that will forever be in my mind. Like that's just one of the best. Scenes and line readings of any horror villain or any villain in any movie, like ever, it's just so good.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he... so, sorry, the, the audio had cut out just for a minute, and I didn't mean to interrupt you. Has You're anyone fine. seen the, thir- the third Psycho movie?
3: I have the DVD collection that I haven't watched yet.
0: Okay. I have not seen the third one yet.
1: So, spoilers for the first one, but they get more comfortable showing him in the mother suit and. As such, you get to see his facial expressions as the character when he's mm-hmm. actually doing the, like, creepy scenes. And there's some really, like, scary shots in the in the third movie that are pretty effective, like, when he's allowed to, like, go full horror villain. Um, and so that also sticks in my brain. There's, like, just a couple images that are just burned there forever. And also in the fourth one, he's played by a young Henry Thomas for part of the movie, <laughs> who's really mm-hmm. good. And I, I just like that casting a lot. And so I think we actually get two pretty... Pretty good Norman Bates performances in that movie. Thanks.
3: Contributes to one of the scariest final shots in any movie ever. Mm-hmm. Like that ending, yeah, totally. that first one. Like his oh, yeah. like his face changing. Like oh, like that's my favorite part of that movie because of, like oh, just that man's face. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So Does good. anyone else have any others that they want to uh, add as I a potential nominee?
3: I honestly have a ton. I have a few. <laughs> I have a few yeah. on my list I haven't mentioned yet. Um, I want to cool. mention Pinhead real quick.
0: Yeah, yes. as is, well. Yep, he's my number two. I'm gonna Um, I'm gonna put Pinhead and the Cenobites like one. That's that's what I have. One entity. That's
3: that's that's fair. Um, Yeah, I love how um, neutral they are. In that first one, you could argue their antagonism, but they're not antagonists to that story. They're antagonists in that world. You know. Yeah, Frank is the
0: antagonist in the in the first one.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and even in the even like I don't know how many Hellraiser movies you guys have seen, but um, as as they as they go, they you end up not getting tired of them because. They end up treating them as precious as they as they actually are, and end up barely showing them at all because of their low budgets. So <laughs> when you when you do see them, it actually does still have impact, even after now eleven movies that I've seen. Oh boy! And, um, yeah, and um, I just think that they're really like special, like mixes of science fiction and fantasy, Lovecraftian entities. If you guys haven't seen the second one specifically, it basically is a part two to that first one. It is, in my opinion, essential viewing for that first. I love the second one.
4: Yeah,
3: it is so underrated. The first one gets so much praise heaped its way, deservedly, but the second one deserves as much, in my opinion. Nice.
1: The design of that character is also just so cool. Like even before I had seen the original movie, I knew what that character looked like. I had seen the poster. It's like I think it's like maybe the coolest looking character on this this whole list I have here. I also think uh, the remake, which I thought was pretty good, not didn't blow me away, but but, like Jamie Clayton is pretty much the best part of that movie and is another. Mm -hmm great interpretation of that character i think
3: yeah of the four we've gotten she is absolutely the second best (laughs) (laughs) the the judgment was the third and the revelations that awful movie was the last one (laughs) (laughs)
2: um yeah uh i want to spotlight uh if the mount rushmore if there is a mount rushmore of the uh of the the silent stalking horror killers uh leatherface I think would be on there yeah. uh, of yeah. the of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Another character that's gone through so many like revisions in terms of lore. Uh, I still think um, Leatherface is a pretty interesting character, especially considering the context that they place the character in, especially in in later movies. Uh, and I think that that's you know there there's a larger discussion to be had there, but especially in the first one leather like the character it, it just comes out of nowhere and yeah. then all of a sudden he is dominating the movie yeah, uh they're... and and just has the absolutely iconic like closing door shot that they abuse so many times in the later movies
0: um i think that is, mallet kill yeah is it's, is it's so effective again one of the the prototype early slasher kills in film is mm-hmm. that first mallet kill it it's over in a flash. It takes an all of an instant, but it's just brutal. Like he's there, he's dead instantly. Slam the door, and you're just like, Oh crap, what world are we in? Yeah. You know?
3: yeah. That wriggling like on the floor, like of his like body twitching and as he mm-hmm. drags him. Oh, that's just so scary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I as much as I love Bubba, and I and I do, uh I I will say that he's held back by me because not just the character, but that franchise has reinvented itself so many different ways and different times that I don't even know what the definitive take on that character is anymore. I try to just say, okay, it's just the original because that that is when he was his most menacing and horrifying, in my opinion. But, man, I, it, it sucks that such a cool character is ruined by so many bad films. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I might, yeah. I might push back against that slightly. I don't love all of the movies in the franchise, but I think that character is pretty intact for the most part. Um, I mean, I actually think he's probably like the scariest of the major villains. Okay. Um, uh, like I find him much scarier than like Michael Myers or Freddy or Jason. And um, yeah, there's like, there, there's like an element of like the unknown, like what is making this guy tick? That sort of mm-hmm. thing. And he's just like completely unhinged in a way that the others aren't, you
0: know? He
3: feels the most true to life as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because supposedly all of that happened, which well, I don't no, know. It, yeah.
3: he was loosely based on Ed Gein, kind of. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and that's why I said supposedly.
3: Yeah, um, uh, shout out to the second film, which I love. I don't know. Same, how, oh, like, it's so
1: much. I fun. also love. Heath. I I also love it. Heath, what did you rate that movie on Letterboxd? Heath low. <laughs> what? What's the number? Low. Um, What's the I number, Heath? I don't like that movie. <laughs> I mean,
3: it's a pretty polarizing movie. I mean, I get
0: it. <laughs> so, so here's the thing, and this is this is how I am with all <laughs> franchises of, of of any film. And we'll get, I'm sure, at some point, we'll do action stuff, and we'll talk about this thing called the Fast and the Furious, which I get hounded for about it the most. But if you establish something as one way, I anticipate and expect that it should be maintained that way. You can do variations of that way of that tone, but the tone between the first one and the second one is so disparagingly different that they're not even the same universe. These aren't even the same characters anymore. And, and the way I always phrase it, if it had started just with two, if two was the first one, I probably would love it because that's just all I know. And that's all I'm introduced to, but I can't justify going from one, which is one of the most brutal horror slashers of all time. And is genuinely scary to two, which is not remotely that at all, which again is fine for campy schlockiness. It's hilarious, but like, I, I hated just what they did to the characters and and everything about that. But I totally understand and acknowledge that I'm in the minority there. So
3: it's like, uh, yeah, that, all that's fair, but that's why I like
0: it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I get that too. So <laughs> again, I'm in the minority. I accept that. Uh, I wanted to bring up one that I'm not sure will get love, but I want it to, uh, and that's Imhotep. The mummy. Yo, um,
3: honorable mention. Love him.
0: Nice. Uh, so uh, although the franchise these days is incredibly more action-oriented and comedy oriented, um, it, it started as a horror, the original Universal Monsters. And uh Emotep was actually scary. Um, the concept of a um, the, the way he could curse people, uh, the way he could move amongst the living, and he was still intelligent. It wasn't he it wasn't that he was a zombie. He Had his full functions to him, he had his brain, he had his wits, he had his intelligence, and uh, that mixed with some of his death magic made him an actual menacing threat, even in the Brendan Fraser remake. Um, which I love
3: that, uh, Ar- Arnold Vosselu on that one, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, he's still, even when the movie gets kind of campy and goofy sometimes, and Brendan Fraser is slinging jokes left and right, that character, Emotep, is still frightening, like when he is sucking out people's soul and life energy to like revive his mummified body that is terrifying so uh, i just wanted to give a shout out to emotep i think that's a underrated villain and as a
3: kid bro that scared the shit out of me when i saw that yeah that was crazy i know i tried to watch
0: that with my kid uh about a year ago and she's like eight and she could not do it like as soon as scarab started crawling under the skin and everything, she's like, Nope, I'm out. Let's turn this off. I was like, Okay, we'll try it in a few more years. <laughs> She knows her limits. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: uh I feel like I gotta mention art, art the yeah. Art the Clown. Uh I know um not everyone has seen that here, but uh Art the Clown is just in terms of like taking the ideas of your Jasons, of your Michaels and your leather faces and just taking that to the absolute most mean spirited extreme. He is one of my favorite to watch. And David yeah. Howard Thornton, in terms of casting, gotta mention, he is so good at embodying that character. He um, trained as a mime briefly beforehand to... um Nice. ...to, like, just do that better. There are tons of great little moments in his performance. Like, in, in 2, someone, like, grabs, like, a plank with screws coming out of it, hits it in the back of his head. He just kind of sits there for a second and just, like, whacks it like a toy because he thinks it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, there's this all these, like, fun things that he does, and just even outside of how brutal he is, it's a great performance and a menacing presence. And I think he's absolutely worth being here. He's one of the most scary design wise and all of that in recent memory.
1: Yeah. I think of like the past 10 years, I don't know if I can think of another character who's jumped like so instantly into being iconic just in the way he's designed and looks and acts. It's like, also the fact that he's silent really is like a, uh i mean i guess a lot of them are silent now that i'm thinking of it but like silent and you can see his mouth and he's choosing not to speak you know versus like michael who has a mask you know silent Um, and
3: expressive he's extremely expressive like he's like he's laughing at people silently and he's like shoving like mashed potatoes in a destroyed head you know um but and he's just like laughing at the son of that mom who's watching it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um it's it's horrible and he just he just finds glee you get so much glee from him and just these evil acts and i think that's what's so horrifying about him because he's just he just loves it he loves it like we love horror movies he just loves
1: murdering <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i have i have one more that is on my top 10 that i'm sure kind of doubt anybody else has but jerry dandridge from fright night i think is a nice. great dude, villain
3: dude yes nice yes yes, yes.
0: So I, good. All right, so, which of which Friday night? I like the, the original or the, the remake embodiment?
1: Of- both. I like both of them. Okay. I'm gonna lean towards Chris Sarandon if I have to pick one yes. just because I think that performance yes. is incredible. But I like the remake quite a bit actually, and I think Colin Farrell's really good. And I it's, it's kind of like, this is a weird comparison, if anybody's seen Disturbia, it just kind of reminds me of like, okay. the guy next door played by David Morse, who just like inserts his way into the to the family's life, you know, uh, much to the chagrin of the like teenage son um it's just a great performance it really is like about the performance like more so than like a lot of the other entries on this list i just love it a lot and the vibe of that movie is perfect it's been a couple years since i since i watched it i it's like high on the rewatch list for me but i just have such great memories of that movie he's nice. vampire
3: horror prince humperdinck <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's not to love <laughs>
0: um i have one that again i like uh different entities than maybe not necessarily a physical person uh I wanted to get the Amityville house on here. Um, Interesting. So the Amityville horror series has turned into a sham. Uh, The the vast majority of the movies are not even worth watching. Uh, They're a joke, uh, much like how I feel about uh, Texas Chainsaw or Fast and the Furious as referenced earlier. If you start as one thing and you just completely jump the shark to a different genre, it's just not going to work for me uh maybe it works for other people but based on the ratings i see i would assume most people don't think they work (laughs) but the original amityville horror i wouldn't even count the remakes because like the ryan reynolds remake is is terrible too but the original one from the (laughs) 70s is actually a decent haunted house film um with some fun chills some really good inventive for the time practical effects to bring the house to life and actually does have some cool character development and chilling moments of how these characters are going to uh, live in this house. What are they going to do? And all these things. Uh, I I think I would just be remiss if I didn't mention the original Amityville horror and the Amityville house.
3: Haunted house movies wouldn't be the same without that. Like the conjuring yeah. wouldn't be the same without it.
0: Like the conjuring, something uh, like literally wouldn't exist to the, to the extent that in the conjuring 2 they're like, Hey, let's talk about Amityville because yeah.
3: the, literally, yeah. it's
0: that classic.
3: And like the haunting of Hill house, even like all that is all owed to Amityville.
0: Yeah.
1: Good did stuff. we did we talk about Dracula and Frankenstein?
0: No, we uh, not. no but we can.
1: We should, right? <laughs> I mean, it. those Absolutely,
0: are yeah, yeah. the heavy hitters. Use use let's... the words, Foster. Tell us about them. Invisible Man, uh, I want to
3: shout out as well. Say that again? Invisible Man, I want to shout out as well. Yes. yes. So, so and
0: like some of... Actually, we'll round out the Universal. I'm, I also want to throw in Creature from the Black Lagoon. I'm a big fan of that. Sure. So, yep. let, let's do all the Universal monsters all at once.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of the, the old school universal ones, they're kind of a blind spot for me just because there's so many of them. And when I do it, I want to do it right and just like plow through dozens of them in one go. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, of course, I've seen like so many iterations of Dracula throughout the years. I love the Gary Oldman, Bram Stoker's Dracula. That is, a, <laughs> I think, a fantastic a, movie and a fantastic a wild movie. Yeah. It, it is, is so wild. Um, I, and there's, there's one Oldman's, out right
3: now. There's one like there's literally yeah. one out right now as of recording. Demeter, yeah, yeah, um, which is which is good if you guys haven't seen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched it yesterday, and there was also just Renfield, which I did not love that movie very much, but I do love Nicolas Cage, and I uh, love like Nicolas, Nicolas Cage, Cage as Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but Anyone yeah, the, those are classics. I, I again, I I particularly love Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about the lore of. Oh, we're we're treasure hunters going deep into the Amazon, and we stumbled uh, into the unthinkable. It's, there's something fun about that? It has a very, you know, serials vibe to it in, in 1930s land and uh, Indiana Jones adventure quality to it, even though it was made in the 50s. <laughs> yeah. um, but it just has that tone, and it's it, it has it's fun. Uh, but yeah, Dracula, Frankenstein, the Mummy, creature from the Black Lagoon, Invisible Man uh speaking of invisible man i really yeah. like the new one the, Yeah, i was going to mention the lead one uh, because so good <laughs> although it's not the invisible man in the traditional mystical supernatural sense they found it although not actually realistic and not possible in the real world <laughs> but they found a fun like movie way to make it believable for the real world I-, I think that works really well and i love that lead performance so rowan
2: when i mentioned at the top of the show that there was a horror movie, a recent horror movie, that caused me to not sleep for most of the night. That was The New Invisible Man. Uh, <laughs> I watched it at maybe 10 o'clock p.m. at night with my father, and that was a mistake uh, because the <laughs> scary, as the SNL David Pumpkins skit uh, tells us very wisely, the scariest <laughs> thing to the mind is the unknown. Uh, and trying to sleep in a room where you're not sure if there's anyone in there with you after seeing a movie about an invisible killer uh who manipulates the main character uh into believing that he is not there uh was very very scary and that is the worst night of sleep i have ever had <laughs> i also want to say full
0: monster too yeah, yeah I, totally in, ter- in terms of allegory the making the whole film about believing women when they tell you things is just awesome i i thought that was great mm-hmm. uh and that jump scare when he's in, when she's in the attic and she just pours the paint. Whoa. Oh, so good. Whoa. Oh,
1: so good. It makes um, you go, I mean, it's like... the one at the dinner table.
0: Oh, that one's
1: great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: That oh, best I, I need surprises that this decade. Movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, just, uh, two more. I'll do one real quick. And that's a little sea creature named Bruce. Uh, and that's jaws. Finding uh-huh. Nemo? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I I think Bruce the shark from Jaws is worth mentioning. I don't know if uh dear Brucey will make our top 10, but I think <laughs> he is at least worth shouting out. Does anyone have thoughts on Bruce?
1: I just has anybody seen the sequels?
3: Yes, all four. Okay,
1: <laughs> I, if I'm remembering, it is the same shark throughout all four. Am I no. am I no, or, no or not all four. Yeah. What about the
3: fourth one? I think it's...
1: Isn't it like They're a descendant or like a relative yes, in the yeah. fourth yes. one? Yeah.
3: The, the first and the... I believe the headcanon is that the first and the second one got together and had the fourth one. The third one oh is gosh. an isolated family because the you see the first one it has a daughter that you see in the third one. Oh my one, gosh. So that's that one.
1: What <laughs> I'm remembering... Because I... I probably did not absorb this movie fully because it was not good, but draws the <laughs> revenge, I'm remembering like, the shark is like has a van- vendetta. Yeah. Isn't it Brody's it's, wife? Who's like, travels, the main character?
3: Yes, it travels from Amity, Amity Island to the Bahamas to seek out the Brody family and kill, <laughs> kill them. Yes, Yes. precisely.
1: Commitment, dedication. <laughs> I mean, it's what this we all aspire it's personal. to. Yeah. This time is personal.
3: Even yeah. though in the second one, they blatantly say sharks don't take, take things personally, Mr. Brody. <laughs> So I find. I mean, what win. do they know? <laughs> <laughs> the shark
0: knows definitely.
2: Exactly.
0: Um, I got uh, three more, so I've got, got one more, and then I'll be done. Um, so I have one from the Conjuring, and it's not the one you think uh, you're probably thinking of. I have Valak. Um, yes, me too. So me too. So oh, yeah. I know that Annabelle would probably be the go-to uh, for no, Valak's better.
3: Valak's better. Bro. But
0: I think Valak is better. I think Valak is more terrifying and Valak overall has had a better impact on the story. And especially what makes Valak interesting is, and I think this is, unless I'm wrong, someone remind me, this is one of the few examples I can think of where Valak is so evil that it can possess other spirits to do evil for them. Mm -hmm. Because In the conjuring two, we think that the old man is the problem Mm and what's haunting this house and we find out the crooked man and all that yeah yeah and the crooked man and all that and we find out about two-thirds the way through nope it's valak the whole time the same spirit that was tormenting people at the amityville horror house has jumped the pond and gone all the way to england and it's like it i i just find that so fascinating that spirits can influence other spirits to do their bidding for them to hide their true intentions and all that and I thought that was great how it tied into Amityville. Now the nun is just a a crappy spin-off film, but still seeing Valak back in that I thought was fun. So uh, for me, if I'm, if I had to pick someone from the conjuring, I'm picking Valak and not Annabelle or anyone else wholeheartedly agree.
3: Yeah. It's cool. It does for the characters too, because like it's what Lorraine saw in that vision that you see in the first film that like Mm -hmm. destroyed her for like a long time. And it like is rounded out into that, which I think is really smart way to like, make just build up the lore of that character within the characters that we already trust to be experts about this kind of thing this is what they're scared of i think that's really smart as well
1: Mm -hmm.
0: does anybody else have stuff uh may i know you said you had a couple so before we get to you rowan foster do you guys have any lingerings
1: yeah i have a couple just to wrap i have
0: one more all right rowan first you got one go uh is pearl for x
2: Okay, that's, one of, mind, that's yeah. one of mine, that's one of mine. An absolutely incredible um, villain, perfectly portrayed by Mia Goth, who I didn't recognize the entire first time I saw it. Um, what a powerhouse performance. And how scary is she, an unassuming old lady who you would think could not even lift up a pitchfork, but no, she's stabbing people with them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I just love the character of Pearl, perfectly expanded upon in, uh, in the um prequel film prequel, of the yeah. same yeah. name exactly
1: she's yeah. a star right
0: is that what she's <laughs> saying yes. yeah yes. yeah
3: That star? one take that one take at the end of that movie oh, wow. of mia goth just
0: smiling acting, bro yeah
3: <laughs> is, well that but no there's like that's the yeah. end credits bit but there's like yeah. a, the one take oh you're talking I'm about through,
0: the, like, the like the monologue at the table and stuff like that yeah, yeah that's sick that, that,
3: like oh my like imagine doing that like imagine that being your job like that's insane (laughs) like i cannot like unfathomable she did like that's the tony collette syndrome that she got in that just did not not get nominated in terms of
0: performances that has to be one of the best villain performances bar none i don't even think that's debatable
3: i've I've argued that she's as like good as anthony hopkins hannibal lecter in terms of like iconography i don't know about that like she hasn't
0: It hasn't been around long enough. It hasn't, it certainly wasn't as wide stream as silence of the lambs, but yeah, that's one hell of a performance. Yeah, definitely. Foster, you said you had a couple on that and Pearl was just listed. So you might even have less. What do you got?
1: Yeah. Two more Damien from the Omen, I think has to be mentioned. Okay. And, uh, Just because I watched it literally like a couple hours ago, right before we popped on to record, Herbert West from the Reanimator. Yeah, so that I can feel like my time was was worthwhile watching it for this episode. Uh, Because he's great. He is great, played by Jeffrey Combs. Um, Great character. I mean, I've only known him for for these past five hours, but it's been a been a great five hours. So uh that's gotta stand for something uh, i mean he's got like a great weird little creepy kind of laugh that he does that's not like a typical villainous laugh that i noticed <laughs> a couple times and the look is really cool with the glasses and everything and yeah just what a quirky guy i i gotta watch the other the other two i think there's three total am i right In- yeah beyond time. and
3: bride of reanimator yeah, yeah. Mm. Bride he's, of Re-
1: he's
3: the he's the alternative rock of mad scientist characters <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I only got two more. Okay. Yeah, two more. Two more. Um, because you guys know I am. Um, I love my Lefty boy, my Leprechaun. He is <laughs> up there for me. Um, to me, I think he is the perfect. Well, I, I hate this term because I think it's overused. Um, but guilty pleasure. Um, if if there is a guilty pleasure horror character, it is him because he there is like an attraction to him, like a killer Leprechaun. Everyone goes. all all right sure man but but he's like almost like a physically bound freddy like he he is funny he quips he's pure evil and he can do anything to you through magic and limericks and it's fantastic it's all shamrock themed and i have seen all eight films for a reason and and still own all eight of them for a reason (laughs) it's because like i just have so much fun watching them it's essentially just like the less taken seriously version of the 13th for me like it's just Mm -hmm. just blunt dumb fun and i warwick davis especially in just from the casting is fantastic and, great casting he's um, <laughs> awesome and the guy who's him in leprechaun returns that the name is escaping me right now is is nearly as good i'd love to see him in the next film that i believe i heard they're doing called leprechaun in alabama <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh any others that we need to mention i'm all just, my one,
3: just one this my, one my one more okay Oh. Um be remiss if we mentioned the xenomorph and didn't mention his arch nemesis, the predator. Of course. Yes, yeah.
0: I, am, I am good with that mention. Yeah.
3: Yes. Um he he terrified me as a child because my dad raised me on Arnold Schwarzenegger films like Commando. And I watch like all these like muscle-bound, like <laughs> like dudes, and then I saw and then I saw this movie where they all are probably the most macho people in the world. It starts going how you expect it to, and then they are hunted down and killed. In a way where all their strengths are actually weaknesses and they can't do anything about it and just in terms of like physically bound science fiction characters i could i could rarely think of one that i am personally more favorable towards this iconic and speaking of freddy in terms of like a full form like war and idea he had everything to start just the full like Mm Like myth around him he was so cool i love the predator especially the
2: one the one in prey too i just think is like you know it's supposed to be a prequel but i that is my personal favorite predator of of all of them
0: yeah oh yeah yeah the archaic uh, one so good i i love the predator movies and it's so weird because uh i think people forget that these are inherently horror films because there's so much action in them there's a lot of fun jokes and they more kind of sometimes have a thriller vibe, which I would say there is a difference between horror and thriller, although they very often intersect. But that first movie is a horror movie. Like you said, they are being hunted down. You're seeing people skinned their entire bodies skinned, hanging from trees. Like there is no help coming. They are isolated, Mm -hmm. lost in a jungle. And it says something when the first predator movie takes literally the most macho man in Hollywood in existence, Arnold Schwarzenegger and turns him into a scared baby that's running away cowering for his life. Uh shout out to Arnold for being one of the most underrated final girls in horror. Uh agreed. <laughs> uh but uh yeah, he it, it, I I love the predator movies. I thought Prey was fantastic, uh mm-hmm. way underseen last year and uh
3: Predator Two and Predators are also underrated. Yeah, I think movies, Predators yeah.
0: is very underrated. Uh, mm-hmm. Surprising, Topher Grace, awesome performance there. Yeah, I'm um, really good in that. Uh, and it's really only like the Predator that I think is a genuinely bad movie. Uh, Agreed, but better off I, I, I forgotten. But uh, but that, that move that franchise is better than a lot of people give it credit for.
3: Hundred percent more consistent yeah. than the Alien films,
0: definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, All right. Any others?
1: No. Did we want no, to do no, a, the, the, sorry, the, the special shout-out thing, Keith, that you're mentioning. Yes. Would it make more we, sense to do now or at the end?
0: No, let's do it now. Do we have any other special shout-outs of something that uh, would we would love to count, but it doesn't quite qualify as a franchise, so we can't actually consider it. Yeah. Foster, what you got?
1: Yeah, I just got a shout-out, my man Gabriel from Malignant, who would absolutely <laughs> be right near the top of my yeah. list if that were a franchise. Yes, I mean a gentleman and a scholar.
0: <laughs> Rowan, do you got a do you got a special shout-out, special mention? I have a few.
2: Should I run them through or should I just run them, one? just run, okay. run oh, go, uh, go. them? I'm gonna go uh, the overlook hotel from The Shining, uh yes. the Armitage family from Get Out, uh continuing yes, the okay. Jordan Peele kick, the tethered from us, um, Sam from Trick or Treat, the little uh pumpkin headed. Nice. Yeah. Um and uh, uh the Babadook and the tire from the movie Rubber, uh, no which is shot. one of the most <laughs> surreal, strangest movies I have ever seen. Uh, but definitely deserves a place at least in the honorable mentions. At the very least, right. there's no purpose I like to
0: that pick. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's transition on then. Can uh, I have a few let's... shoutouts, maybe? Oh, you got some shout outs? Yeah, let's I, do it.
3: I, I'm sorry, I have so many.
0: <laughs> uh, I got
3: <laughs> Esther the orphan from or- Orphan. Yes,
0: okay. yes. <laughs>
3: um, Ethan Hawke the Grabber from Black Bone. Ooh, oh, that's good fun.
2: one. Yeah. Good one.
3: Um, the collector of his films, the collector yep. films, mm-hmm. underrated. The dentist. I know that one would probably you guys wouldn't know, but those heard are, of it. Oh, heard of it. Those are oddly good movies. I recommend them. Um, and Billy from Black Christmas.
1: Nice. nice. Oh, nice. Fair. That shot right. through the doorway with the eyeball. Dude, that is, is...
3: in my. That is the scariest mo- movie moment of all
0: time to me. If
1: you it just is... forced
3: me to make a mo- that number one. Just, <laughs> all
1: <laughs>
0: right, cool. let's jump to it then. We are going to come up with our top 10 definitive list for the best killers, villains, antagonists, entities, whatever you want to call them in horror franchise history. We have heard the nominees. We've talked about all of them. Let's start narrowing down the list. <laughs> In contention, we have Chucky, the Undead Killers from Shadyside, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Hannibal Lecter, Sadako slash Samara, Jigsaw, the John Kramer, Jigsaw, the Xenomorph, Candyman, Ghostface, Pennywise, Death from Final Destination, Norman Bates, Pinhead, and the Cinnabites, Leatherface, Bubba, I prefer him being called Bubba, <laughs> Emo Tap, <Imhotep, laughs> the Clown, Jerry Dandridge from Fright Night, the Amityville House, Haunted House itself. Uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Invisible Man, Bruce from Jaws, Valak, Pearl, Damien, Herbert West from Reanimator, Leprechaun, and Predator. Are we all nice. just in agreement that the '80s trio just instantly yeah. make the top ten? Yep. Yep. We- it's it right. weird if they don't, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So Myers, Voorhees, and Freddy are all guaranteed top ten. Are, yeah. are there any others that we want to say these have to be here for me? The what I would say Ghostface. Uh, Ghostface, Ghostface mine, yep. yeah. totally.
2: Sure. totally. All
0: right. Uh, well, I heard a couple others. What else did we say? Rowan said uh, Pennywise. 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 Pennywise for me. He's, yep. he's
1: high on my list, too. And yeah. I would say Chucky. I need Chucky to I, be yep. there. I'm cool I
0: would say
1: Chucky. Jigsaw as well. Jigsaw. I'm good
2: with that. Jigsaw. I mean, of course, I'm good with that. It's my number two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Um. So that already, if we do those, that actually already puts us at seven
3: i was gonna say pinhead and the Cenobites. then
1: oh this you, is gonna get tough right, right, right on the cusp for me yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: to me Jeez. those are like some of the most unique and yeah like, that's why that's why they're up there for, if they're not up there for you guys that's fine all right we can we'll, maybe we'll advance them for man now,
0: now. Mm-hmm. we'll advance them for now um i am gonna make a push for two in particular one Candyman, man yes yep yes, totally. yes um and two sadako samara from the ring i would love Interesting. To see her up there, even if it's a <laughs> no number ten spot. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> no, no just not... the, that's the polite way to disagree.
0: Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I haven't seen the ring, so uh, <laughs> okay. Okay for for those of us who have seen the ring, do we think that it, Samara could at least be in contention, or am I off? I wouldn't,
1: to be quite honest with you, just because of people like Hannibal Lecter still not being on the list. I was list. about I was to say Hannibal. Above. Uh,
3: I love the movies more than her.
0: Okay. Oh that hurts. All right. Um I'm so
3: it's she's great. She's great. I mean yeah. a ton of A tier characters here. Let's oh, all remember man.
0: that. Breaks my heart. All right. Um so I heard Hannibal then. So let's advance Hannibal for now. Um I, I I think the Xenomorph has to be in conversation. Yeah, so Predator uh, Alien,
3: anybody? Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. I Xenomorph. Wait, did you say Predator as well, May?
3: Well, I was mean? just wondering, I those are two double build for me. So I was wondering where you guys landed on both of them.
0: I, I I would assume we only have room for one, and That's if cool. I had to pick one, I would think it would be the Xenomorph. Unfortunately, Sam.
3: Yeah, I, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not mad at that.
0: If I'm not getting Samara S- Sadako, I, I don't think we can get Predator. I
3: understand.
4: I
0: understand. <laughs> um, uh, any others that we feel definitively should be up? Uh, our Leatherface, probably. I don't feel super strongly about him. Honestly. I'd be okay with him missing. He's yeah. like top 20 to me, not top yeah, 10. Yeah, Sam.
1: Well, he doesn't feel super strongly about you, Rowan. So <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I
3: think I'll survive.
1: <laughs> I, I wouldn't be so sure. You you well. <laughs> have you seen
3: his movies? He
0: has
4: malice.
3: I <laughs> would feel like the two more modern people we've really talked about Pearl and uh, Art the Clown.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love those two. I, don't, yeah, if I we're just talking, feel like there's uh, so many heavy hitters that yeah, I don't know if they would modern, make the yeah. list. I feel like Dracula we should talk about at least. Um, is he the universal monster
3: that we're more behind? Is Dracula the one that we're all more into? Out of I, those guys?
0: I mean, if Me- we're talking dra- see, I don't even know what officially counts as a because Dracula is in public domain, right? So like what what is and is not even part of the Dracula franchise? Are we saying all things that have used Dracula? Because God, that would be like 100 plus movies. 200 movies maybe sure all right so are we (laughs) but but at that point then are we adding dracula just because he's been in a lot of stuff or because he's actually i I mean i love the character
1: from the ones i've seen at the very least like
3: affinity for the character probably
0: is just the the base character
1: and is a great representation for like those classic monsters like that's our our Uh, yeah i
0: would say that if we had one of them of the universals it would For me, it would be Dracula or Imhotep, the mummy. Yeah. Um, and we can discuss w, when we yeah. rank, too. Yeah. I, I'm I'm fine with Dracula being our one universal monster. Is everyone cool with that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, do we want to get either of the other moderns? And when I say moderns, I'm talking Valak or Pearl. Do we think that they have a reasonable chance at the top 10? I don't think that they do. I don't think
1: so.
3: They they need they need to be around longer. I say. Maybe. Yes, they need
0: yeah. they need Agreed. more legacy. I think. Unfortunately. Yeah. Good on um, Art, though. <laughs> yeah. Um. What about Death from Final Destination? Probably not. But top I 20. I would
1: yeah I would say top top twenty. Okay. The the only other one for me that's not been bumped up to the top tier. That just tell me how you all feel. If you all disagree, that's fine, and we can veto it. But I had him really high. It Was Norma Bates.
0: I would actually so, be okay I'm, with that. I would that. be okay I with Norman Bates. Yeah, I had Norman okay in my him. top ten.
1: Okay. Phew. Okay. <laughs> we
0: can still be friends. <laughs> you
1: can rest easy tonight, Foster. <laughs> okay. All
0: right. So assumption, but <laughs> here's here's our 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 top tier as of now. We have Dracula, Pinhead, and the Cenobites, Norman Bates, Pennywise, Ghostface, Candyman, Xenomorph, Jigsaw, Hannibal, Freddy, Jason, Michael, and Chucky.
4: Hmm. Does it feel like we're missing anything
0: else? What'd you say?
3: No, not not Leprechaun. I'm just messing around. Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, he's the obvious number one, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so why the wife bother including him. And and for the
0: record, that's 13. (laughs) So we would still need to trim three from there. Okay. To even get to 10 before we even bother ranking. This is a pretty
3: good list already, honestly. yeah.
0: Yeah. So of these... And again, it it comes to, we have to mix like our personal preferences with, you know, how iconic they are in the, in the genre or, or, you know, what we just think have maybe the better movies. Uh, Are there any of these that we feel we could probably easily cut again? We're at 13. We need to get to 10. Yeah.
2: As much Mm. as I hate to say it, I personally would cut. Pinhead and the Cenobites love Hellraiser. Love Hellraiser 2. I even love Hellraiser 3.
1: However,
0: as you should. <laughs> I feel May like is squirming in their chair.
2: <laughs> I feel like especially when you're comparing it the Pinhead and the Cenobites to these other characters, I feel like these other characters have such command over their movies in a way that mm-hmm. Pinhead and the Cenobites don't yeah i think granted they still do and they still make a pretty big impact despite not having as much screen time however it's a comparative thing here when you're talking about them versus the other ones
3: i think the thing that makes it like they were my number two but the thing Mm -hmm. that makes it like so like i like i get it is because they are tertiary at the end of the day yeah they are they aren't like the big bad per se like Mm -hmm. especially when you get into like the later films in the franchise it's like this guy was actually a serial killer and he had amnesia actually they never fully yeah. like dedicate to the the Cenobites are the bad guys besides maybe right. three so yeah so it's like, usually
0: yeah. they they're there to ex- exact vengeance pain and pleasure on other characters who are the actual narrative drive of the film
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah and, they're like
3: yeah. they're like a physical narrative like Climate,
0: they, and- they the way I always, at least from a narrative thematic perspective, is they're the boogeyman, they were there because someone summoned them, but they are not the actual problem, you know. Like yeah. in the first one, Frank is the problem, mm-hmm. and the Cenobites are there just to fix, quote unquote, fix the problem yeah. at the end. But the I, I would agree as much as and also because of that, because they're not actually in there, like we love pinhead for his visuals foster like you said that might be one of the most iconic looking visual creations like when you hear the name pin like boom instantly in your head like that's that is a look (laughs) uh and all the Cenobites. but i don't i don't know if they impact those movies like all those other characters do they
4: would
0: they would be my cut my -hmm. first cut as well
1: yep it it breaks my heart
3: but i get it sorry
1: (laughs) Guys, this right. list is top tier. I'm just yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. The fact I have no, that, that had to
3: be our first one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, what are we looking at after that? Ooh.
2: Rowan, say it. I, I, I mean, I'm gonna. <laughs> I would, I would personally go Dracula. of okay. all of kind of me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after I just lobbied
4: for him. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I, good. I, 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 that makes me sad. I, what the heck? I think this is where Dracula is and, and all the Universal monsters really are hurt by they don't have a, a true franchise. Like we know yeah. Dracula is the entity that a lot of films borrow from. But man, I would love other than the classic Universal movies, which I think there's like only three maybe four of
1: actual dracula movies yeah and then there's crossovers uh, with you know and then like there's the crossovers Man and Invisible Man and Man.
0: um but like then there's the the hammers
1: with christopher lee right yes. Those are which, my are, which are which yeah. are also very
0: good i um, love yes yes but like there's not like an overarching franchise where these you know one movie definitively leads to the others sure. at least in the way we, we would traditionally consider them um so yeah i i i think dracula is and especially because in recent years he have, that character hasn't gotten a good movie Like a really yeah. good movie in a long time um, You know The 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 last real big Mainstay Dracula movie Was probably Bram Stoker's By uh, Excuse Coppola. you, Dracula, Dracula Untold was Untold, a masterpiece but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bram Stoker's And that was 1992 So we're talking three decades ago Was the last time he was really in the public eye In a way that people talked about And cared about you know, most vampire stuff these days are people like Twilight, you know. And even that's a decade old. So it, it's just it's not the same.
1: Although just a, a decade
3: old? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my god. You
0: feel old yet, right there? That
3: hurt did I'm, didn't I'm, it? I'm early twenties and I'm feeling old. What the <laughs> heck? We
1: we also never mentioned Nosferatu, which is hardly a franchise, but there's two of them oh. and the third one's already filmed. But like that's basically Dracula too. Yeah. 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 It it's is like literally an
3: adaptation of Dracula, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- there's just so many good adaptations of him, though. I guess what what you're saying though is like it it hurts that there's not one definitive. There yes. are so many that it's like your brain is fractured. Whereas Freddy Krueger just is what he is. Yes, yeah. um,
0: it, it, I, I would say that's the best way to. There's so not a tough. definitive version of that character.
3: The character is so fluid, he falls through the strainer. I guess we gotta
0: we gotta um, kick him. Are we all on board then to kick Dracula, Boss? Are you yeah, you kick
1: him? Kick him into the sun.
0: All right. <laughs> He's burning. All right. We got to kick one more. We got Norman, Bates, Pennywise, Ghostface, Candyman, Xenomorph, Jigsaw, Hannibal, Freddy, Jason, Michael, and Chucky. I have one that is not going to make Foster happy, but... I know who it is. Hannibal should not be here of Ooh. in in this oh, movie. Really? That
1: really? was not what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. I thought he was safe.
0: <laughs> I do not think Hannibal makes this list comparatively to the others. I don't think you make this
1: list, Heath. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh,
0: well, he in, and in the, sad, the sad truth of it is there's only like two really good Hannibal movies. Uh, I would say Red Dragon is, three. is, is fun. Three um, and a but, half. But plus Hannibal, three seasons
1: of a good TV show.
0: I, I, I don't think Hannibal is a good movie and Hannibal Rising is just bad, like terrible bad. Uh, and so Manhunter's really good but it feels very disconnected from the others because it was by a completely different group and it had a different tone and vibe to it and to the point that when they later went back they remade that movie as red dragon they redid the that book and they brought uh anthony hopkins back because almost like manhunter wasn't going to exist because oh it, mm-hmm. it wasn't anthony hopkins so it didn't count which is funny because manhunter is actually the second best one in the series with silence being the best one um so i i just don't know if it has the the strength to compete with the, all these other franchises and these characters that would be my pick to cut
1: Or did you all have hannibal or did you have him
0: he was, he was, was in my for me. he was my honorable mention he did not he was, make my he 10 was my number six He
1: was my number three Ooh. Interesting.
0: Ooh. Yeah, I, so I, who I, who are you thinking we should cut then, Foster? Who did you think I was gonna say?
1: Uh I thought you were gonna cut Norman Bates, which I also don't want to uh, do. So uh, no, I, d- I don't want to speak that into the air.
3: That's who
0: I'd cut
1: personally. Coming sure. <laughs> Bates is on my top 10 for me.
0: Bates is in my top ten. I yeah. I would not cut Bates over Hannibal.
4: Oh God, this uh. is hard.
0: This is so hard <laughs> and not fair.
3: <laughs> so of the 11, do we have any of the modern ones left?
0: Define modern. I mean, like Jigsaw. a modern a modern film or like in say. terms of the creation of the character. The newest creation is probably Jigsaw. Yeah.
4: Okay.
3: Can,
0: um, I, can, I, think can I make a suggestion then? I think, I think that's, that's who f- I
1: would cut. I was going to say, if there's a third one, it's probably Sorry. Jigsaw for me.
3: Oh, man. I was Ugh. thinking Jigsaw should make top
0: five at least. Ugh. Damn. To me, he's
3: like just one of the best.
0: Because here's the thing: is as much as I love him, May, you jokingly said it earlier, but dude never actually kills
1: anyone. And
3: <laughs> okay, I'm, I said I mean, that I said that as a joke because that's
0: what he says, but he totally does, though, right? But at the, yeah. but it,
1: <laughs> he helps like, them see the errors of their ways and become better people, reborn. Like,
3: like what, so
0: what like, I'm getting at is like if we're if we're judging him, for me at least, if he is the killer that we're looking at. Yes, he he puts them into the death traps. I'm not an idiot. Obviously, I know that. And they, they die because <laughs> of those traps that he puts them in. Um, but he, as a character, the John Kramer character, is dead by the third film. And anytime we get him after that is in weird convoluted flashback sequences and soap opera tie-ins, as we alluded to. <laughs> yeah, and great. to the point that we're now making a 10th a film that takes place before his death just so they can bring him back again. And most of the quote-unquote kills or traps after three are not by him at all. They are by his apprentices. Uh, so I, in terms of his impact versus these others, I would almost rather have Hannibal, because at least Hannibal is Hannibal, and he's in all these movies, and he's still killing people, even if it's stupidly with a katana. <laughs> he's slicing up Nazis <laughs> post-World War II, but at least that's him. Like, John is gone. It's not... I'm pretty sure Doc Detective Hoffman has a higher kill count in the Saw franchise than John. And Probably. I'm not even being facetious. I bet you that that's the case if we actually counted it up.
3: Definitely. So they got more lethal as they went.
0: Yeah, so so I in if John Kramer is the Jigsaw we're talking about, which is he's the only one worth considering in that franchise, I don't know how well he stacks up compared to these other other 10. So there's my pitch. It's either Han- for me it's either Hannibal or Jigsaw.
2: You guys.
0: oh boy, Jigsaw's my number two.
2: Um, oh my but gosh. Heath, Heath, gosh. Heath, 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 you made it. <laughs> you made a very good point, and so I will acquiesce. I do think that Jigsaw is probably the one to cut, ah. as much as I hate, hate, hate to say it. Don't,
3: don't make me the odd one out. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I thought I had you as an ally, Rowan.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we can, we can cut Hannibal if you don't uh. want to cut Jigsaw. But then Foster's going to hate me. So one of you hates me, regardless. We just got to dislike you. (laughs) Heath,
2: I could never hate you. I can just strongly dislike you for your opinions. (laughs) 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 Whoa. (laughs)
0: Because, yeah, it just comes down to me. Hannibal has the least films and the crappiest films other than two i just
1: disagree with that i'm sorry i gotta put a stop to your to your rambling about (laughs) hannibal i think i think silence is a masterpiece i think hannibal is fine i think red dragon is pretty good i think man manhunter is really good Manhunter rising is the only bad one and i think the tv show is really good i think i know we're not i won't talk about the tv show since we're not counting that but i think that anthony hopkins as hannibal lecter is probably the single best performance we have talked about today i think i think that character alone and that performance and just that one movie would be enough for me to put him on the list in the top five uh let alone and i'm the other interpretations and i'm finally
0: i won't disagree that performance is astounding yeah. and yeah. that characterization is perfect so uh, i i i i it shocks me that you think hannibal is a good movie but regardless
1: <laughs> i think it's a fine movie i don't think it's like a bad movie
0: okay uh i can i can respect that um but yeah i i so for me, I would rather have Hannibal than than Jigsaw. May, what you got?
3: Um, Hannibal is a good movie, and uh, <laughs> I think maybe I was thinking about this. I think maybe Hannibal should be the one to go for the reason of what we were talking about earlier. He kind of is like the Cenobites, right? Like he's tertiary. He's like Silence of the Lambs. The real antagonist is Buffalo Bill in Red Dragon. The antagonist in Manhunter it's and the
4: it's Tooth Fairy. It's,
3: yeah, Red Hat, Red Dragon, and Manhunter it's Tooth Fairy. <laughs> In Hannibal Rising, he's kind of the main character. Hannibal, he's the only one where he's like, that's really a Hannibal film. Yeah. You know, so I think maybe if we go- to go with the same logic, that's what makes the most sense to me.
1: Okay, I'll concede. We can kick off Hannibal just for time and we can... Do so we want to do a vote? On.
0: Do we want to do a vote?
1: I'm okay with kicking off Hannibal. We can kick off Hannibal. Hannibal All right. Clearly, All right. I'm, I've been overpowered. <laughs> way to way to no. feign support by by saying Hannibal's not a bad movie just to, to <laughs> no, pull out no. the rug from under me I, at the last minute.
3: <laughs> I agree with you. I seem to like that franchise as much as you do. I even think Red Dragon's a great movie. I, 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 I even like so it too. as much as Sansa. I, I thought Red Dragon
0: was a lot of fun. I I don't know how good it is, but I I had a good time watching it. Uh, I, but I would consider those two different things. Um, but yeah, I that is a good point, May, and I didn't even consider that. Which is Hannibal is not the the villain in most of these movies he really is only in Hannibal. and in Hannibal rising he's he's the protagonist oddly enough. He's the main character where mm-hmm. we're following his story and he's killing other bad guys. So he's not even the villain anymore. He's just, yeah. I mean, he's a bad person still, but he's not the villain. So uh so yeah, that that's a good point. So for that, all right, Hannibal's out. We are down to ten. We have Chucky, Michael, Jason, Freddy, Jigsaw, the Xenomorph, Candyman, Ghostface, Pennywise, and Norman Bates. That is going to be our 10. Do we have any thoughts on a definitive? This is the last place. This should probably be 10. Easy peasy. Should
1: it be Jigsaw? Since we yeah, were that, debating. That seems to be
0: the that. Consensus. I'm okay, I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. Jigsaw, because he barely made the damn thing. Anyway, what about <laughs> number
1: nine? <laughs> um,
3: uh, I, I want to I wanna say Norman again. To me, he's just... He's never been the scariest amongst these to me. Like his dual identities is interesting, mm-hmm. but to me, he's more just like a toned-down horror version of the Green Goblin in that case. <laughs> and <laughs> and then so like I mean, Anthony Perkins makes this character special. Yes. To me, more than the writing of him.
0: I had Norman Bates at eight, so nine would be pretty. In I'm line. good with nine. Yep. Okay. Nine. It is. All right. Any definitive thoughts from here?
1: I would put Ghostface at number 8, which I know may has really really high. And oh, I guess you all have it high based on your reactions. I <laughs> would that... put the
0: Xenomorph at number 8. I have eight Ghostface somewhere. top 3. Yeah, um, Ghostface yeah. got number 1. Okay, I have,
1: never mind. I have I'm
0: I'm I actually had Xenomorph at 10, so him at 8. I'm is, okay with Xenomorph. I'm okay yeah, with Xenomorph at number 8. So Zeno at eight. All right. Yep. So, um, um, seven. Are we th- maybe Chucky or Michael?
2: Yeah,
3: I'm thinking Chucky. I was yeah. I was thinking who's the least favorite of the big three amongst uh, all of
0: us. Mine would be Michael. Mine but would Michael. be Michael. My least favorite is, and May, I'm sorry, is Jason. I, I, <laughs> I,
2: I get it.
1: <laughs> My least favorite is also Jason. I think part of, like, what you were saying exactly why you all liked Jason because of the variability and he like... Has so many different forms and stuff that actually is what hurts it for me Interesting. um and it's like one of the reasons why i love chucky like for instance is because it's like just brad duriff like through and so through it mm-hmm. sounds
3: like Freddy's all of our top though right like i would everyone, put that, we all to seem be to like honest
1: Freddy at number one I, I would be good with honestly and i kind of think that might be where we're headed
0: i i have Freddy at number two so that that mm-hmm. could very well be a possibility yeah. but we'll we'll see when we get there so but are we are we definitively saying we want to get one of the 80s three right now just to get one of them out of the way or do we actually think one of the 80s three belong here because i and again i totally acknowledge i am not the biggest uh in terms of knowledge yet because i haven't seen all the movies but to me chucky would go here um because it kind of what i've alluded to earlier which is a transition in in tone and style uh the chucky movies at least the first one was an attempt to real horror and child possession and the the troublehood of being a parent and how frightening it is to lose a child and and so many things and the later ones are just a, a schlocky campfest with full of yeah. jokes and ridiculousness not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that because it works really well for the goofy doll Braddorf thing that they got going on but I don't know if Chucky it
3: it might be an interesting coincidence that the more interesting Chucky as a character has been is the least scary he ends up being. Okay. That, that's probably not cause like causality wise the case,
0: mm-hmm. but it seems
3: to be the case to where the more into Chucky himself we're being, the less scary he is. So maybe that makes sense to put him here.
0: What are our thoughts on on Chucky? I could also what- see Jason being here. I Chucky and Jason are almost nearly identical to me. Yeah. Kind of for the reasons Foster said, where like Jason is so malleable and it's just like, uh, I mean, it's, it, you kind of lose that de- definitive interpretation of the character.
1: Yeah. I mean, Chucky is my number two. I adore oh. Chucky. So obviously, you I want would Chucky put him above there, but, Jason then. But like, if, if that's what, if it is what I would put him above Candy, I would put him above almost everyone on this list that yeah. we haven't okay. sorted yet. Maybe but, Jason
0: um... should be next then. Where, what, Rowan, who did you have higher, Chucky or Jason? Uh,
2: I, looks like i had jason above
0: chucky oh, um, would you...
2: i i would be okay with with putting him below
0: okay right. cuz i would be cool with having chucky above jason as well may what are your thoughts i know you said you have jason high uh
3: jason is my favorite of the big 3 but like i mean to to be taken out by chucky was not a bad thing to me i love i love
0: chucky <laughs> to be time. taken <laughs> out by chucky I, yeah. I love that visual chucky running at <laughs> uh, jason
3: it's
0: shin that high that with that a knife is, <laughs> He
3: jumps off a table and gets him
0: in the Look head that. and he can't get out of the hole. All right. So, uh, <laughs> do we think Jason at seven? Does that sound good? That's fair. Yep. Jason, it is. All right. At six, did we then want to do Chucky at six or are we thinking sure. something else? That, that's, that's fine. fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Chucky at six. Number five. What's we our have, final five here? We still have Michael, Freddie, Candyman, Ghostface, and Pennywise.
3: This is where I put Michael.
0: Really? Okay. He he's my would, least favorite
3: of the big three.
0: I think this is a
2: good place for Michael, at least for me. Okay. Foster?
1: If 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 that's how it, if that's how the cookie crumbles, as seems to be the as seems <laughs> no, to be the case no no no. what, is he, what do you
0: want? Don't, Michael don't... is my
1: number one. Okay. So pick rocks uh, yeah. people. Stick up no, for your number would, one, man. Go on. I would put I would put Pennywise at number five, personally. Um
0: I wouldn't mind that either. Just uh just well, both had that at number one so i don't think that's gonna i don't think that's gonna, <laughs> think go that's gonna fly yeah <laughs>
1: okay just to make my case though would be that he if you're going just bill scarsgard he's only got two movies and only one of those is great i think we'll versus like home. michael to me is so timeless and has been around forever but i will put him at number five if that's the consensus
0: i i want to throw something else out here uh and this might be contentious because i know we love this one as well what about candy man at
1: five I'm fine with that too, because as much as
0: I love Tony Todd's character and his interpretation, and I love that first movie and the remakes, not that bad either. The second and the third one are garbage. Um, (laughs) And this, the third one, especially, and I, his character in the movies become incredibly redundant, really fast. Um, (laughs) And, I, I think we are elevating the character because of how profound and important the message around that character in that first movie is, but I don't know how much higher we need to elevate it in terms of this list, but that would be my thought. So what, what about Candyman at five? I think five is still respectable as hell by the way. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. let's do
3: it. Yep. I All haven't right. seen two or three, so I'll take you guys words for it on that one.
0: Yeah. Two, is, two has some interesting additions to the Two's lore. Fine. Uh, fine. But three is bad.
3: <laughs> I,
0: uh, I
2: believe I, you. I number four. I would be okay with Pennywise here. I don't know if if, if he that, that's something you would be okay with, but it I don't seems know. like
3: the consensus around it to me is that maybe Ghostface should go here. I know that's not oh, for me. Interesting, interesting. But like it seems like you guys aren't as high on Ghostface as me, so I'd be okay with it being here as well.
0: Ghostface was my number three. So all almost so my number 1, 2, 3 were Pennywise, Freddy, and Ghostface. And then my number 4 was Michael, which are the 4 we have left over. So <laughs> my my preference is literally my rank. So yeah. <laughs> what what is your guys' preference?
1: I didn't have Ghostface in my top 10.
0: Ooh, okay. Ooh
1: that that well, that I mean, that weights the average significantly. If we're,
3: yeah. if we're talking about ill-defined characters, you literally yeah. cannot get more ill-defined.
1: And than that's why he wasn't in my everybody. top 10. Yeah, it's okay. exactly that reason. I just have trouble with that. Like that's that's my running theme, I guess, is is like the consistency in the character. May, this would is also you why okay I Jason ranked lower. I mean, I, four?
3: Yeah, I mean, top four is pretty good. So. Yeah. yeah, totally, <laughs> he's, totally. He's iconic and everything, and I think we yeah. all love him, so that's fine.
0: Um, How about Michael at three?
1: That's fine. I me. think yeah. that needs Great. to
0: happen, yeah. Great. Michael um, to three, and I know that there's some people that are gonna hate that because they. I, yeah, I feel like Michael's probably the heavy favorite to come in number one, right? Yeah. Like yeah. going into this, yeah. like, um, I. So we got, Freddie and Pennywise.
2: I would put. I I know Pennywise was my number one in the in my personal rankings. <laughs> I would put Freddie as number one in yes. the overall list, just because, just so iconic. The casting's perfect, and like he. True, there's an inconsistency of character from the first one to the other ones in the franchise, but at least there's sort of a linear path from the first one. It's, the second it's one's a little heavier, yeah. and then it, it, he goes goofy from there. But mm-hmm. there is, I think, more of a road than there is for some of these other characters.
0: Yeah, uh, what uh, out of out of curiosity, Rowan, where did you yeah. have Freddie on your list? If you Freddie, Freddie
2: was number three, so he's he's
0: High up for me. May where did you have Pennywise and Freddie?
3: Pennywise was just an honorable mention for me. Okay. And because I had some people that we don't have now, like um art or pinhead here, Freddie ended up making my number six. Okay. Interesting. But I still love Freddy. So Where
0: Where did you have Freddie? Six. Oh, okay. I'm I'm yeah. sorry. I, uh, no. uh Foster, where did you have Pennywise and Freddie?
1: I had Pennywise at four and Freddy at eight. I'm learning now that my list is kind of unhinged. <laughs> um, so, okay. So. I, w- I would put Freddy above though, like on our definitive ranking, I, I would feel kind of silly putting Pennywise as like the definitive horror villain. Cause to me, I feel like Freddy is like the guy. So I feel like
3: there's justification behind both of these though. Yeah. So this
1: yeah, is where sure. it becomes
0: interesting because other, other than, other than may, all of us have Pennywise higher than Freddy. And it's Rowan and I have Shit. Pennywise at number one. Yeah. <laughs> with Likewise that said, with I think I'm actually in agreement that I think Freddie <laughs> should still be number one. Because I had Freddie at number two. Rowan, you had him at number three. Yeah. May didn't even have Pennywise on their list and still had Freddie at tentatively number six. Foster, you had like, and I think, again, just going for the iconography of it. And Foster, like what you said, yeah, Pennywise is a great character and Bill Skarsgård gives a great performance, but that is barely a franchise. They only have three movies. Now, supposedly they're making more stuff, but like that barely even qualified. Um, Whereas Freddy Krueger is legendary and has been around for decades and has had an original run of films and a remake and a crossover with another franchise. And I just, (laughs) I feel like if we're being honest, with ourselves that yeah i i feel like it has to be freddie krueger so yeah. are we all in agreement then yep yeah definitely yep.
3: in the horror pantheon of horror films it is more tertiary to the main lore of horror films than a nightmare on elm street
0: yes all right so i'm going to count it down for everyone the Ooh! top 10 best killers antagonists murderers bad dudes of all horror franchisedom, number 10, Jigsaw, John Carpenter from Saw. Number nine, Norman Bates from Psycho. Number eight, The Xenomorph from Alien. Number seven, Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. Number six, uh, Chucky from Child's Play and the Chucky franchise. Number five, Candyman from Candyman. Number four, Ghost Faced. From Scream, number three, Michael Myers from Halloween, number two, Pennywise the Dancing Clown from It, and number one in our hearts, Freddy Krueger, the Dream Demon from A Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm very happy with this. I am so yeah. happy with this list. Also, did no it. one,
2: no one is allowed to make another list of horror movie villains again. We did it. We're the yep. definitive. definitive. <laughs> this no is one the definitive is list. To touch the subject again. <laughs> Yep, you know, this
3: we'll come back to this in in, in three thousand twenty three, a thousand mm-hmm. years from now. This will be the the
0: list. Yep, yeah. totally, totally. Even if yes. new stuff has come out since then. Yep, yep. Not exactly. new stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that just about does it. That's uh, that's pretty much all we have. I think. Yep. Uh, anybody else got any last thoughts before we close out?
3: No? Nothing but love for all yep. of you. Uh, <laughs> all right
1: great time great movies great list and of course everybody remember the true number one uh hannibal Lecter. (laughs) 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 bye everybody i know Um, real quick though i wanted to say
0: thank you one more time may thank you so much for joining us today we really appreciate it uh thank thank you you for for being a part of the podcast yeah um so yeah uh thank you listeners for being here and uh we'll see you next time Bye. bye bye